0: and when i was i think 19 is when i started my spiritual journey that was the first time honestly a woman looked at me and she looked at me just in the purest presence of love i can't explain it because i was 19 i didn't have the vocabulary for it i did not know what was going on but she basically looked at me and it was really one of the first times that i like that my my soul felt like seen it like came through
1: Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Going Out, Looking In, the podcast about the big questions of life, personal growth, and spirituality. My name is Maxi, I'm your host, and there's a lot of love, feminine energy, wisdom, alchemy, romance coming your way in this episode, and that's because I'm speaking with Sophie Burns. In her own words, Sophie is a love coach specializing in liberation, empowerment through self-love, sexuality, and spirit. I first discovered Sophie on TikTok, in fact, and I saw a video of her telling a story about a time in her life when she was in full surrender and really living through the flow of life that guided her through synchronicity to, all the way to Germany, in fact to Berlin. And how she overcame adversity in that moment and was able to surrender to the flow of life and make the best out of this trip that initially started in not such a quote-unquote good way. I found extremely inspiring. I found interesting, a breath of fresh air, something different and very wise. And I really loved her energy from the first moment that I saw her. And you can clearly tell that she has life experience and integrated wisdom that is emanating from her being in the fields of Romance, relationships, spirituality, embodiment, the feminine, all that kind of good stuff. So I'm actually really looking forward to bringing you this conversation. Um, so Sophie and I, we, you know, discovered, a, as always, a broad variety of topics. Let me just go through some of them. Talked about radical honesty, worthiness, and self-love. Oh my God, I cannot...
0: <laughs> mm.
1: We talked about it on the podcast a couple of times. You know, that it's also like a big one for me. And so, yeah, it's also really healing and beautiful for me, my, really myself, to have those conversations and to address very personal construction sites in my life and things that I want to work through. And so I did um, also with Sophie. I uh, am very beautiful, feeling worthy getting rid of like this shame and guilt that we carry around when growing up in a quote-unquote privileged uh, society and country or whatever Um, because guilt doesn't really serve anyone does it and so it comes with a responsibility and to claim that and to own that and then make the best out of it is I think really the way to go and yeah Sophie has like a really really cool take on it and I hope you'll enjoy that. Uh, We talked about um, inner and outer, but more or less inner freedom and really returning to the body, to the embodiment, like to the feeling and connecting to your intuition for all of you beautiful women out there. I think it's really important, yes. And um, yeah, I really encourage you to also maybe look at sophie's stuff it's really powerful she's doing amazing work there in this area um yeah so returning to the feminine finding refuge in your own body finding purpose and also towards the end we also discuss the responsibilities that come along with doing spiritual work being a facilitator holding space because i think it's often a little bit overlooked and taken lightly but you know this is all very deep stuff and deep work that we're doing and so it's important that you are able to identify and 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 recognize the power and responsibility that you carry as a facilitator um so as i said broad variety enjoy the conversation i love talking to sophie another one of those where yeah, just like going out, seeing somebody I found in- inspiring, hitting them up, bam, doing a podcast. So I'm so grateful for that. Enjoy the episode with Sophie Burns. Oh. Yeah, I'm very excited um to to speak to you today. Um that is because um the way that I discovered you is like, I don't know, millions of other people uh, when I look at the uh, story views or like the, the the TikTok views of your account um have also, you know, found you that way. Um I I first saw your uh, Berlin storytime video. And not only because I live in next to Berlin, I felt connected to that, but moreover, because um, you spoke about synchronicity and it was, you know, the first experience that you share or like the thing when you travel to Barcelona and then this guy was basically saying, I'm seeing another girl. And then all of a sudden you were like, okay, hmm, what do I do now? You know, I'm do I still go to Berlin and how you handled this? And I want to also give you the space of like talking about it yourself, but like, it was just like very, a breath of breath of fresh air for me, you know, because normally then people are getting angry and frustrated and stuff. And you just were like, you were just reacting in a way that I think what spirituality is all about. You know, can you handle reality as it is and then make the best out of it? Um, Without the woo woo, you know, it's just like okay, well, life's a gift, you know. Let's let's enjoy the ride. So, um, yeah, that's how <laughs> I found you, and I, yeah, like to open up the discussion that way.
0: Uh. Oh my gosh! For whatever reason, I mean, we we always hear woo woo like thrown around, but I'm I literally just heard it in a different way for the first time. Like, what if we put like the woo back in woo woo? Like, what if we like bring the like celebration to that because. I mean, I think there is so many ways to access what's true and we oscillate through all these different like levels of consciousness and none of them are wrong, but at some of those levels that seem a little bit more woo-woo, like, I don't know, sometimes sometimes you go there and then you come back and you have to like plug back into like where other people are at and... Yeah, I found it very entertaining how resonant that story was with so many people, because like, that's just been one of those fun, like, anecdotal stories that I have in my back pocket from my life that I've told so many times. And then when I told it on TikTok to feel that it was like, so many people were like, wow, I didn't realize you could live like that or think like that or that things actually happen, you know, in those ways. And, and yeah i've been so grateful to feel how received that was um the impact of me just like not resisting life and i think that's really what it is to like be in the integration of your spirituality and like you just said about how can you actually meet reality where it is like i think the point of all of this path the doing the inner work working with a therapist a healer a coach whatever your like way psychedelics whatever your way is the point kind of being can i build the emotional resilience and the and the knowing of my own self that i can be with whatever is no matter what it is no matter what emotions i'm being asked to feel can i feel them
1: Mm.
0: no matter what my curriculum has in front of me can i can i rise and can i meet it and i think some of us have it easier disposition towards that already just based on different factors that have happened in our lives and different you know I have like a secure attachment style with life itself and that's a blessing and that's a gift and not everyone has that Um, some people have a different curriculum and more work to be done to trust in life in that way but even just knowing that it's an option even just knowing that people live like that I think has started to open a lot of people to to trust more deeply and to, to be with what is more intimately. So Mm. I've enjoyed watching that as the aftermath of just telling a simple story (laughs) on the internet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a script flip to be honest, like, because you, you expect, I don't know. And this is also maybe, I don't know, a sad, uh, status quo, quo sort of, um, statement where we can just like see where we as a society collectively are where there's a lot of mistrust and a lot of yeah disconnection and insecurity around um i don't know how to handle those kind of situations when you know life gets a little bit more and the waters get a little bit more turbulent um and when quote-unquote bad things happen you know it's just like Can we remove those labels and just, like, see it as, yeah, life happening, life taking place and life being the result of billions of years of evolution that led to this point right now, right here. And I get to interact with this situation, with this moment in front of me without labeling it as good, bad, fair, unfair, whatever. Um, So that was just... Yeah, and that's why a simple story sticks out because it goes against the narrative. Anna. That's that's it. It just goes against the narrative of how many, many people will navigate something like that. So um I guess that's what makes it a little like makes it very special.
0: Yeah. I I read a book a couple months ago, I believe it was called On Fire. I'm not exactly sure how I came across it, but it there was this line in this book about victims and victors and they say the same thing but it's how they say it that makes all the difference and they both ask the same question and the question is why me mm. victims are like why me like why did he have another girl like why why did that happen why did that happen right and a victor is like why me wow <laughs> like and you just you can ask the same thing and it's to me there's so much power in that it's like actually nothing needs to change but it's just how you relate to what is that is where you have your power and and you can change your whole life in in the simple tone by which you ask the same question that you're already asking and I think that's really powerful. It's not, I think that's something I've been subconsciously doing. And then when I read that line in the book, I was like, yeah, that's, there's so much normalcy around the victim narrative. And I even see it like just in how we as a society relate to one another. When someone's in that space, there's such a tendency to meet them there, to coddle them there, to confirm them in their narrative because Mm -hmm. it's very, requires, a fierce love and a boldness to actually not pity someone when they're asking for pity and to say you've just been blessed do you not see this and that's really there's a there's a there's a great tenderness and delicacy and grace about how to go about actually doing that because people's emotions and their nervous systems and their vulnerability is very activated when you're in those moments of you know surprise transformation mm-hmm. in your life um but i think you know maybe this is just something that i wish to see or wish to participate in creating the change around is actually not only not letting myself sink into victim but actually encouraging us to to build language to just to not play that at all <laughs> when it's not the truth mm. that's maybe a little tangential for what where we were going with that but it just <laughs> <laughs> it feels important to speak to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, speak the truth. I mean, honestly, it's it's that's that's what it's all about. And I've saw another video of you where I think you, uh, and this is how, how where I'm connecting now some dots where a friend of yours would w- was doing that in some way um, yeah. by being honest with you and authentic with you, and maybe in a I don't know. Let's say. social, socially, emotionally intelligent way or I don't know, like NLP way, not like the (laughs) primal example, but at the same time, she hit you right in the core and she's just just like, she was connecting with you spot on. And at that point, you were able to handle it and transmute it into wisdom and into something that how you shared it uh, was really something that you carry yeah. right up until now. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and maybe I'll speak to this yes. piece because I think I think people that are in these kinds of dynamics where they either know that they're not fully in their authentic, expressed truth around their friends, around their communities, online, whatever it is, there's so many reasons for that, usually coming down to safety and belongingness and one's own exploration of their authenticity if you've never even tasted that yourself how could you know what to what to bring forth right but i think there's this piece where there's no right way to address that either and like she didn't she just brought to me her heart and just spoke to me her truth and i just want to like bring that down into the simplicity of that and the basics of that you don't have to have like a background in like nlp or therapy or anything like that to be able to to evoke that in people i believe that we're all calling each other higher that's part of it and the only real way that we do that is just by like revealing our ourselves moment to moment what is true what do i feel it's not like a your problem or a my problem thing but like if I feel closed in your presence, me naming that helps both of us. And that's kind of all that she did. She was just like, I don't feel you when I'm with you. And like, I'm curious, why is that? Where are you? Are you okay? Like, you know, what safety do we need to establish for you to, to, to come out of your shell? You know, I mm. feel your masks. I see them, right? Right. So that's really all that she did. And I know that so many of us have these kinds of dynamics all the time. They're very normalized because we play roles. We play roles for each other. And if there aren't breaths of fresh air between those roles where you actually connect with the people that you're connecting with, then, yeah, it's like you're just kind of on the surface. And this friend of mine is deep. And she was like, I know you're deep too. Come with me. Where are you? I want to feel you in these realms. Mm. And honestly, my life changed dramatically after that day. Like, yeah. How so? (laughs) How so?
1: How so, yeah.
0: I'm not sure how much I want to go into the details of this, but I basically had been... This was all kind of 2020, you know, COVID, like... I chose a place to live and a job to do and and a kind of a lifestyle that I would not have normally chosen. I okay. chose it in reaction to COVID, and kind of re- this was this was in like you know October November of that year when mm-hmm. she initiated that conversation for me and. It was just like domino started falling and my life changed dramatically. And it basically felt like going from reacting to COVID and like reacting to life to beginning to reclaim my power back and to sit back in the driver's seat and to choose my life more consciously. That was, yeah, that was definitely one core domino in that. Mm. Exp-
1: <laughs> ah, That's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. even use like uh, some some like how you put things are very similar to how I put them. Like going back into the driver's seat is also like a metaphor that I use a lot, a lot of times. Um, yeah. And how I also sort of define spirituality is like you re- you just return to the center where you drive the bus, and not not your ego or like some sort of like lower part of yourself, but you, like, the self or whatever you want to call it.
0: And I I think. Something that I've been working with over the last couple of years is like when I know, when I'm in my body and I can feel what I desire and I know what the true action is, I act. And when I don't know, I surrender. I enter into my devotion and I and I allow I allow God or whatever that energy word is for you to work through me. And I love that dance of like when I know I act and when I don't, I surrender. And then even knowing that for myself my own relationship with the divine allows me deeper connection in my relations horizontally where like when I know what I want, I can act that. And when I don't, I I can invite my friends to participate, to play with me, to bring their gifts, to steer the ship, those kinds of things. And so I feel like what we practice in our own spiritual practice, our own personal practice, our own healing work is directly applicable to all of the realms of our life in much that same way.
1: Mm. Well, okay. So <laughs> yeah, the, 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 like you, yeah, you really, really don't talk around the bush, do you? Uh, it's really like straight, well, straight truth. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, that's awesome. Uh, I really (laughs) resonate with what you're saying. Um, And I think that, yeah, I have to ask now uh, because I actually don't know any of your like background or any like what's the, and also for the listeners, what's the, and you can, you know, I I, I frame (laughs) questions always very (laughs) openly. So what's the, what's the, what's the context for how you arrive where you are today? Because you are speaking, you're speaking some truths there and people who in some way, you know, shape or form looked into those realms and, and went and looked inside will arrive at similar destinations. And so, like, how did you arrive there? What's what's your context?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I, th- I think it's always relevant to to begin with, you know, and you can call this privilege or just the truth of the those story is that I grew up in a really safe and beautiful loving home environment and so i think that provides like i mentioned at the beginning like i have a secure attachment style to life itself and i think Mm -hmm. that's a gift that i have and other people have that and other people form that in different ways but that being really core for the relationship that i have with the divine just that my body has learned love in that way like first and foremost But also in my home, there was a definitely like a like an atheist energy. And it was very, you know, don't believe in anything. Nothing is real. Like just really kind of hyper intellectual conversations, which were incredibly beautiful, incredibly enriching in their own way, but left me very thirsty for God. And so or to even or for whatever, I didn't even know what to call it. I definitely did not feel comfortable with the word God for many, 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 many years. And when I was, I think 19 is when I started my spiritual journey. That was the first time, honestly, a woman looked at me and she looked at me just in the purest presence of love. I can't explain it because I was 19. I didn't have the vocabulary for it. I did not know what was going on, but she basically looked at me and it was really one of the first times that I like, that my, my soul felt like seen, it like came through. And it mm. it was like the crack to my shell. And I spent many years after that in lots of different spaces, a lot of like wilderness spaces, backpacking, sailing, like deep in the woods, that kind of work. Um, I traveled and i I worked in a monastery for a while teaching English, but I was also exposed to Buddhism, and that was like one of my first big exposures. Um, in college, I had friends that were, Sufis and 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 you know really connected to mystical traditions I had friends that were deep in psychedelia I the college that I went to I was able to take kundalini yoga for credit and so I for two and a half years took kundalini yoga every Mm. single week for credit and I did not know what was going on for probably the first two years of that I just was like okay sure energy nice I don't (laughs) feel it but like cool um but I'm so grateful for all of that. It gave me a lot of foundation. And honestly, I mean, like, there's so many twists and turns in my story. I learned so much through just really deep relationships. Um, my own explorations in in medicine ceremonies, um, traveling the world. Uh, I was in a pretty... I still have no idea what language to put to it, but I was, I, I was in a kind of a guru-disciple dynamic for about a year um, okay. where I had a guru and like mm. was in a devotional space to someone who was in a space of truth and also in a space of abuse. And so I learned a lot from going full cycle into and out of that experience. And it was really the descent and the return home where I've really distilled my unique medicine into a way that's actually integrated and shareable. So I'm so blessed that I had that really challenging experience and I have no Mm -hmm. idea how to put language to it, especially publicly. It's hardly something I know how to speak about in my private life. Um, But that's part of my path and then yeah number of different like trainings and certifications and in coaching and different energy work modalities and herbalism and these kinds of things just to kind of bring a lot of my experiences into a way that's you know reliably certified in the in this this matrix as well um does that answer your question it was kind of all over the board that's the truth of how i got here
1: yeah that's exactly what i wanted (laughs) there is no <laughs> this there is no space for right or wrong or something it's it's beautiful how you carve your own weight in and how you what you touched yep. on what i would be curious on uh, about is to go a little bit deeper into that moment where this woman was looking at you when you were 19 uh, as like some sort of like first initiatory um experience where you felt something um hey. I guess what? How do I frame this? What was it that this or what was the feeling that this experience evoked in you or tr- triggered in you and 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 yeah, yeah did for you? Um, which then led you on this path, because coming from, and I see some similarities coming from an atheist family, such as mine as well, somewhat, to then really now 180 degrees come back and throwing around the word God all the time, because I think it's just the truth, (laughs) or like one word for that. I'm curious on how this experience was like shaping this change and and why that was so significant for you.
0: I can speak to this because it's this also something I feel like I try to play with in my life now where so, so what she did was she was just fully in her truth for lack of a better word. And she was just standing in this like walkway along the beach and I was walking and I just like looked at her and it was kind of like one of those moments where like Mm. the veil lifts and you're just like in this timeless moment and it's cosmic and it's powerful and whatever the goddess herself comes to you right through all these forms. That's kind of what it felt like to me, except I had been, I like, went to a big party school. I was in a sorority. Like I was like in this whole other world. (laughs) I had, I had already transferred. Like I knew I was leaving that space and I had spent many months already doing lots of like wilderness stuff and reconnecting to my body and reconnecting to myself. So I was already like open and available for experiences like her and things like her to come in and find me. Like I was magnetically available for that. And Basically, I think all she did was just not play roles and just see me and it was it was probably five seconds long, like I don't even know, but I know that it changed my life like it was just like one of those moments and and I say that I play with this now because I can access full embodied presence and and heart open like through my body whenever I want to cultivate that. And so sometimes I really enjoy when I'm walking down the street, I really particularly enjoy this when I see like 16-year-old girls. I don't do any, I'm not, I'm not at all like invasive with the energy, but I just, Mm -hmm. I will look and I will, and I will emanate love. And I will like, if they want to be seen that I'm available to see them and to plug in with them. And and I don't just do this with sixteen year old girls, although I find it very fun to 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 plant that seed in that really prime age for young women. Um, but for anybody, like we always have the opportunity to to let go of of the roles that we play, and it's maybe it's a little bit of like a trickster quality. It's a little bit of an ability to go uh, past the edge and to be like, hey, remember that we're playing a game here, or like, hey, remember that whatever uh so that's that's kind of what she did and i think we all have access to that if we can do it in a good way
1: mm. oh yeah yeah that feels uh feels also true to me i i received that um it's, it's really and this is why there's no like too small like random acts of kindness and two small things that you can do and energies that you can bring out and and share uh, because you never know what it does for your surroundings and for other people. Um, I have that some, like I have that now more and more that I'm really looking inside and then sharing from that place where I'll be getting hit up a year later two years later by people who obviously I long forgotten about what was the content of the conversation but it did something for them on a profound level right. and I'm like in awe about it and I also cannot really <laughs> remember that I actually even said something like that but ben. apparently I did and so I would also see that as a merit of massive encouragement for people to when... And yeah you I guess people will know, and you will know when it feels right to I share, sure. when yeah, it yeah. feels right and aligned to 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 look at somebody somebody and connect with someone or say something from that space. Um, and i think I think yeah. also it's a little bit of a muscle that you have to train, um so your friend, what she did. There will be I guess when she does it to ten people, um there will be maybe five, six, seven I don't know where in that moment it backfires straight away, you know, and people cannot really resonate and handle it, and so um you have to flex the muscle to then see in the long run what it does not only for yourself but obviously for the other person, and that most of the time there's a big a big win, a big win there,
0: yeah. I find it very powerful to look at how when we're all mirroring each other, especially our closest relations, our family, our loved ones, our dear friends, they're mirroring us not only like our ego in some ways, like the friends you hang out with are like literally like other expressions of these parts of yourself and you get to like see them embodied and play with them, but it's you, right? Like we are mirroring these pieces. And I find that some people are very resistant to receive the feedback or the truths of their most intimate people because it's because of the vulnerability factor. But when we actually recognize that, like we, if your if your loved one or your your dear friends are going to share something with you like this in this way, to be defensive is to put up a wall to your own self and it requires like tremendous humility to say you know i'm not sure that you're right but let me at least let the truth that you're sharing touch me and feel how that touches me yeah
1: <laughs> i know
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. those are projectors on not they we are projecting uh-huh. all the time um and yeah I guess it always says more about the other person when seeing a big reaction or something like when yeah, it's not it's not you, it's what's happening within them. Um, but you what you were talking about earlier would I would like to um, go a little bit deeper into because you were talking about your background and also some of the privileges that came along with that. I can certainly resonate with that. Um, it also, goes into worthiness. I want to also actually um, explore that with you because I don't know, just out of very personal interest, because this is like something massively triggering for me. But before we go there, um, I would like to go to people who are listening to this who say, "I don't have so much trust in life." To be honest, I don't have to. I, I don't have that divine connection and that trust. And a deep intimacy with myself in the way of yeah trusting the flow of life and trusting it f- it's all for the highest because I have been disappointed, hurt, abused, whatever the case. Um, and so I would like to yeah just open open that up a little bit and have you share yeah. maybe a little bit I don't know some some yeah how 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 can we approach those kind of situations yeah to
0: me this this circles back a little bit to this victim victor piece as well right because i i've i've been sitting for many years with the truth of my privileges across many different domains and for many years silencing myself because who am i to say anything about anything I'm a privileged white American woman by you know so like whatever and as I come into my deeper relation with myself with God all these things it's like all of our stories matter including the context of your privileges or of your struggles or whatever it is it's like all of that matters and what world do you want to play in do you want to co-create like i want to live in a world where people tell their stories and they own who they are and they're celebrated for that and all of those things so i have to do that and so even though being like in the tiktok space where you tell your stories and anybody can just comment and say anything at all and i've received like my you know, deepest insecurity kind of pieces, like literally spoken to me by like random people on the internet, I have to still sit with like, that's okay. I can hold that too. And no one, no one comes here and like lives a perfect life and like gets it all handed to them on a platter. Like whatever your notion of people who have it better than you or worse than you or whatever that is, like we each, have the perfect curriculum that we need for ourselves there's no other way and so the worst things that have ever happened to you usually if you can can look back on them there is this beautiful continuity of how those things carved your character and 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 allowed for your superpowers to come out or allowed for opportunities to reach you or whatever that is mm. and I think when we're so focused on our own suffering here now we're like oh, i not I don't live where I want to live I don't work the job I want to work like that person left me like whatever your present moment drama victim narrative is there's such a default to to zoom in on that and to validate that and we want to see it and hold it and recognize it and listen to it and also um <laughs> I always say this like let's not lose sight of the miracle in the scheme of things like we are in the cosmic desert womb abyss oasis I don't know what you call this absolute wilderness of wonder that our gem of an earth happens to reside within or have emerged within and we are but the flesh of the earth herself we are the soil who and and oceans who have taken on skeletal structures and and have within us all of these beautiful organs and systems that work perfectly together and like there's so much beauty there's so much miracle in every breath in every tree in the freaking parking lot outside your Walmart like there's so much beauty and I don't want to play into even entertaining the conversations on like focusing on the discrepancies and privilege because that denies the fact that we're supposed to all come here And have different experiences. How can we celebrate it and not make it wrong that I happen to be white and come from a a loving home versus someone who has a different curriculum, right? Like I can hold the the compassion and the tenderness and the recognition. Ah, I had a different experience in some ways than you or I had a similar experience to you or da-da-da. But there's so many diverse dimensions that craft us as people that to focus only on the ones that are like it's like that that horrible screeching sound in the general narrative of the public it's like there is a cosmic symphony with the most beautiful instruments ever playing upon us in every single moment and she is always singing like can we please reorient to the to the miracle that's my hot take on that mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean I could go on. I could go on that wall. We have to start my own podcast at this rate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was right uh that'll make a good a good clip uh for 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 social media for sure. Um yeah, you you you're completely in your truth there and I resonate with everything you said a hundred percent and yeah, feeling sorry, feeling guilty doesn't help anyone does it. Um, and so for me, it often then comes to responsibility. Okay. What is my, out of that grows some sort of responsibility, um, towards all the people who don't have it as good as me. Um, at an initial stage because what you make out of it then, and I built something I might say, you know, and this is, this is something that, that I don't know, I can take in either way responsibility for, but I did something with my privilege. Um, however, um, so I can, so this is now coming from, from a very like, like honest place for me, I yeah. am super much struggling with feeling worthy of receiving big time. But... Um and so I also know that you know I'm I'm very I so I used to be <laughs> super much in my masculine, meaning no a no ability to receive, um no just executing, just getting like but conceptualizing intellectualizing and then acting upon that and making things happen in a structured manner and I don't know, just like, yeah, um, this kind of this kind of energy. Um, this softness, this like receiving, this dance, this this connection to the divine and that trust in whatever is happening is for for the highest. And then also feeling worthy, and 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 raising my inner vibration to a space where I can then attract even more beauty into my life, and not repel it, because right. I don't feel worthy. This right. is like a journey that I'm on, big time. I think I I progress, so to speak, but there's a long way to go because um, I, I don't actually even know why. Uh, it's just it is just present. So.
0: I, I can speak yeah. to this a little bit. There's so Please. many ways you could literally probably spend like a year in conversation on this topic alone. <laughs> um, so much, so many of us have the same imprint around worthiness and that's not random. It's part of the collective wound that we each then also have to work out individually. And as we do, we can see it in another and raise them up as well. Right. So when I value myself, I also value you. I value my presence. I value your presence. When I treat you as such, it gives you permission to recognize that in yourself to soften and kind of pass that on. We kind of like, that's Mm -hmm. how we, that's how we do this work. But something I was reading actually last night in a book by Harville Hendricks called conscious loving. It's just a simple, beautiful book about intimate relationships there's this sentiment that so many of us in childhood, um, we're having these like peak moments of joy, We're like learning how to ride our bike and then we fall. and we had a lot of pain. And or we're having playtime and then we have to clean up and it's time for dinner, or like whatever it is, like whatever your thing was in your childhood, but there's this this arc that we learn that when things start getting good, then we get hurt, or then yeah. they have to stop. And it's this like very simple, but very pervasive imprint that we learn from very early on that there is that what goes up must come down. And I hear this all the time. I've been I've been making a lot of TikToks about this exact topic recently because there's so much feedback in the comments about worthiness and that what this book offered that just I've been exploring this in my own life. It was beautiful to feel to hear this the same language from these authors who have spent decades studying these things was that we don't actually have to... We do have to oscillate. We do have to... We do have to ride a wave. But that wave doesn't have to be positive-negative. It can be positive-rest. 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 And I love that. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. And I think the way that we alchemize the negative into rest is just by being with it and not resisting it. Because that's really how you you, your your ability to receive, to expand your capacity for blessings to come to you, to magnetize things, your worthiness, all of that. It is a very embodied nervous system related experience. I've been feeling this for the last year after healing heartbreak. As my heart has been opening, it's actually continuing to open and every time it opens <laughs> i'm like oh my god i can actually love this much i can i can love all the people as deeply as i can and i can be loved at this scale and i'm and i'm physically feeling ache in my heart as it expands and so i'm like having to sit with like okay i can can i just can I rest in this ache and can I be with this tender, it's this growing pain. And I, and then I do, and then I go back out in the world and it just fucking keeps going and my heart keeps growing. And that's just been my personal experience, but I can feel that that's a really true way that we can choose to go from, you know, great things are happening. Like when's the other shoe going mm. to drop? Like, okay, I'm in this beautiful space Let me just rest in it. Let me be in it. Let me pause in it, and then the next wave can come. Is that resonating? Does that make? Does that feel like true in your experience?
1: (sighs) Well, mm, (laughs) uh, (laughs) like it is. So, yes, it is resonating, and I feel like there's. I I I aspire to live like that I, I would love to invite this into my life uh, yeah, for sure um, uh, have I done it in the past up to now not really um, and okay so this is my podcast I'm just gonna go for it this is a part <laughs> where I'm sitting in right now okay it's my first like it's my first like own place okay it's beautiful I think um, it's 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 very wow. big and in in a beautiful uh, environment and whatnot. And I used to I moved in here with my now um, ex girlfriend, and we just we it, it's literally f- f- a couple of weeks since we parted ways, and that's a that's a thing on its own. But yeah, I'm telling you from the first week that i moved in here i felt unworthy of being in this space just it's it's just like that um the neighborhood everything it's very posh it's very luxurious everything everyone has a lot of like wealth built around them materialistic, and i don't know it's just like it just screams privilege and it screams um, capitalism <laughs> in some way. Um, and and some part of me enjoys that, obviously, you know, it, because it's just unbelievably comfortable. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. It's just aesthetic. You just walk through the streets and all the gardens are just, like, well-kept. And it's just, like, it's oh, just that- beauty. It's just, like, fucking beauty. Like, the architecture, everything is just, like people with their money take care of this piece of land here i don't know it's just and all of that is just like this beautiful symphony of hu- human av- and nature uh sort of like intertwining to this experience that is like basically rendering here in 3d around me so with all that being said um now it's all coming to an end. <laughs> exactly one year after I moved in here. Because yes, my partner and I, we we are now not together anymore. So now the place is too big for one of us. So we both go our ways and out of that, like all security is stripped away from me. I'm like in free fall, complete, like relationship, gone, apartment, gone. Therefore job, I have to... make some adjustments because, like, my whole situation is changing. And so... mm, I don't know. I I will say I saw it... Or, like, I felt it coming that this place will fall away. And, of course, it falls away at some point. I don't know. Maybe we also would have gotten children or something and then we would have moved to something. But it manifests like that and I can see that quite clearly now. Um, And I and I, it also it, it's good to talk about it <laughs> to no. share that um and now to to fix that uh, and or not to fix but to uh, i don't yeah, there's nothing to fix but i, I i'm really committed of, of not um to not do this again that way or not to live my life like this again when beautiful things are happening to me because honestly i think I don't know, my intention is coming from a very loving and good way with most of the stuff or all of the stuff that I'm doing. My impact, I'm trying to align it to my intention. So intention and impact are very close to, like, aligned. Uh. Um, And then there's me being just a human, obviously, with all its flaws and stuff. So, you know, I might, you know, not perfectly manage that. But, um, yes, it is... It arrives perfectly. I totally resonate with what you're saying. This is my and experience right up until now. This is a very tangible example yeah. of where I can feel it manifest in my, in my life. And, um,
0: and Can I that. speak to this moment? Yes, please. I have a question I'll ask you in a second, but... Please. One of my favorite books... Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. She talks about how all thriving is mutual. And she's a botanist and a and an indigenous woman as well. And just like her, her whole, everything that she says and the way that she says it is just really lands for me. And the way that she speaks about how all thriving is mutual is very important to me because we, it's very common, collectively in our society to take on the the righteousness or the wrongness of pursuing wealth or comfortability or luxury or whatever whatever way you want to put that because there's something we get some kind of clout from like demonizing those at the top of the pyramid but actually if we look at nature and earth like all thriving genuine thriving is mutual and so if you had all that you needed to thrive you would then be this overflowing cup that could pour that back out into the world and continue to bless your world and when it's not about me Sophie or you Maxie having the cool apartment or the cool house or the cool clothes or whatever the things are because that's never the point it's just these are the conditions that allow us to be in our service so that we can so that we can shine back out and contribute to the thriving at another level and so i'm i'm bringing this in because i think a lot of people attribute worthiness or even just like letting themselves have what they want with being somehow wrong and i would love t- <laughs> to to dissolve that into the recognition that like actually i want like yeah i don't it's hard to, it's hard to, to tie that up neatly with a bow at the end of the of the point there um And maybe I'll just turn it back to you with the question like, but what, what does it mean to receive these things for you? You said that a couple times throughout this conversation that you'd like receiving is hard or receiving is kind of this like integrated expression of the masculine, a man who can receive whatever that means at whatever level is, Mm. is some form of mastery of that. Um, and that goes hand in hand with worthiness, right? If things come to you and can you be with them? So what does it mean to receive?
1: well, I think no uh, I think i
0: and what does it feel like to receive?
1: yeah. I mean, in the purest sense, in the purest sense, in the deepest sense, it feels great, <laughs> actually, to receive. Mm. And when I'm speaking about, and I'm referring to um, receiving, I'm speaking and referring to life, offering things, relationship, people, places, circumstances to me. And I'm not able to tie them to a specific action or something that I did to make this happen. This is what what I mean by receiving. Um, Because otherwise, I'm still associating it a little bit with like... um, with like a reward for all my work, like fruit of my labor in some way. And this is not what I wanna like this is a like a different compartment for me. I'm speaking more synchronicity. I'm speaking about things where I'm like, wow, this is like why is this happening for me? <laughs> but- um and so initially and in that moment it always is is it's a blessing. It feels right um and then it's this tendency to not leave it like that (laughs) like i i I, it just cannot just be that experience it cannot be just receiving it then has to be blown completely out of proportion into this like um yeah, like, ego thing, like, deserving and comparing and putting it into relation, and all. then it gets... this it just starts getting complicated, quote-unquote. And sometimes I'm maybe... I'm finding things to connect it to, and then I can basically construct a story around it, like, how I deserve this. But, um, obviously, we are speaking about a way deeper place. We are just speaking about receiving on the soul. I don't know, and I... Just like I embrace the divine coming in. Boom. No questions asked. Like, why should I not receive this? There is just love.
0: (laughs) I had a conversation with a friend last night over text about this exact topic about receiving. And it's at one level, receiving and giving is a very true flow of energy. But at another level receiving doesn't exist there's no mm. one there's no separation of by, by which anyone one is giving or receiving yeah and I think part of the purpose of being at the level where we give and receive is to enter flow where where what I receive is just moving through me and I don't have to understand it I yes it is helpful at times for us to have coherent narratives and to understand why things are happening and how that fits into our identity or how that fits into what we know or believe about the world. But more often, way more often, I think it's more relevant to go into the body to the level of breath and sensations and actually just be with what is and experience your receiving by way of the body. I've had a lot of training in, in Vipassana and in Buddhism and this the practice is of equanimity and awareness it's can you be with what is and and if it's good can you just let it be and let it go and if it's bad whatever that means can you just let it be and let it go how do we stop resisting and reacting to all the things and just allow just allow because that that isn't just about receiving that also means that you're it goes both ways it goes all ways um But I think it's helpful to bring in that there are levels at which things are true and other levels where those things dissolve. And sometimes that awareness helps us just to bridge the gap of communicating with people when some people don't see what you see Mm. and it's nice to remember. Oh, okay, there's actually lots of vantage points and that's part of the fun. Um, But especially when it comes to worthiness, it's like if I am fully here to realize myself to actualize myself to love myself to love my neighbor to to be of service in this world like whatever your most like beautiful packaged way of saying like what you're here to do is i think for all of us it comes down to like well if you're gonna do that like the the wholeheartedness by which you do that matters and to to chip away at that work whatever way that works for you for a lot of people it really helps to seek help to have a therapist to have a coach to have a community to have friends who see you in your worth and they see you in your potential and they hold you there that can heal so much um but i think no matter what way it is getting to the place where you recognize that you receiving is divine. And it's not like, it's not wrong. It's not part of the problem. Because mm-hmm. if you're actually connected to your service, then what you receive, like to share my context right now, I'm currently living in one of the most beautiful homes I could have ever dreamed of. And I'm here temporarily, like just for a few months. But it, and the first couple days I was here, I was like, how did I get here? Like, what in the Like, I, I I took a leap. I moved to a new city. I didn't really know anybody. I didn't know what I was doing. Kind of like Berlin, but different different context here. And within 10 days of arriving here, I lived alone in one of the most beautiful homes with all these beautiful bedrooms And I've just been inviting friends to come and live with me and hosting tea parties and like really wanting to use this space. And what I keep coming back to is like, this space isn't about me this space is what is now allowing me to serve at such a higher level because I can bring people together and when you bring people together like that is one of the core healings that we can do for the collective especially to bring people together around home cooked food and candlelight and storytelling and laughter like my gosh do not do not undervalue the power of just a simple community dinner because I mean, you can go do all the medicine ceremonies in the jungles you want, but it is truly like some of the purest, simple medicine is just like doing the dishes with friends, really. And so being able to have this space to just exist in for a moment is, is for me, it's part of my curriculum of reminding me like, heck yes, I'm worthy. And this is not about me at all. Because I've already committed That I'm in service to the goddess or I'm in service to the collective or whatever. I'm in service to truth and love, really. And because I've committed to that, I'm now being given everything that I need to fulfill that in the best way. And if I were to play into like, oh, but Sophie doesn't deserve this, then I can't serve anybody, especially not myself. So that's where I come back to like all thriving is mutual. Like let yourself thrive. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Boom. laughs> Mic
1: Mike, Mike drop. Uh, no, completely. Um, hmm, maybe I also haven't done it then completely wrong all this time because just in this very room, we we uh, we did a like live podcast recording and I had like, we had... I don't know how many people 20 30 or something over and we yeah. shared conversations and we did Q&A and we had conscious food and uh, yeah. sang mantras and chanted and everything was beautiful so um wow. so yeah I I uh, yeah but still very nice um very nice way of putting things just like it allows you to be of service on a whole different dimension I love that. Um, and yeah, me and us sitting here is maybe a testament to that, you know, because this is a result of me being able, me feeling comfortable enough to get this recorder and starting those conversations. You know, if I were in a place of desperation or something like that and just surviving, I probably wouldn't have space to, to do something like that. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's very, very nice. I like that.
0: You can never know... Nothing is as linear as it seems and we can never know the impact. Even you were just saying at the beginning of this call how like conversations you have with friends years ago, they're coming back and they're, hey, that really stuck with me. You're like, I don't know what I said, right? Like sometimes I think, you know, you go to a yoga class or you do whatever and you're like, cool, that was a nice hour or like that was a cool podcast, whatever. Or like, you know, you just, you take it at that, that the value of whatever it was in the moment. And we forget that our bodies are so intelligent and they are so wise and they they don't forget anything, any emotion that's come through, any experience that's happened, that all we are, we cannot help but reverberate the echo of everything that we ever do ever always and everything that comes to us and through us. And so I think, you know, when it's looking at, You know, moments of our life, chapters of our life, or even just little wisdom nuggets we hear along the way. I always go back to trust that I trust my body, my soul, whatever. I trust that it gets integrated perfectly and in perfect timing. And that might be literally 40 years from now. I have no idea. But I love remembering that the chaos at one level is always harmony at another level because harmony is the truth of this recipe here. And so sometimes you are asked to be on the front lines trudging through your free fall. And and you're you're asked to feel the emotions of free fall. You're asked, wow, okay. It's easy to trust when things are going good, but now that things are maybe not, do I still trust? Mm. Is my faith still real in this place? Like, but all of that is is just part of the greater harmony
1: oh yeah Yeah. i you know theta healing
0: by any chance (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so i did a session uh the other day and god damn i saw it crystal fucking clear i was like (laughs) damn i mean (sighs) maxi like just get it like would you just understand (laughs) it i mean it's just I don't know. Yeah, because you, you, yeah, you access the subconscious and it just like shoves it right into your face. Like, why are you not trusting? What's the issue? Like, this is, this is awesome. Like you on, I, I, it, everything clicked. Like, honestly, I left this, I left this session. I was just like in pure bliss. It was just like, oh my God. Like, I'm, I'm just, this is in perfect synchronicity now. Um, Yeah. And yeah, full stop. That's it. Yeah. It's, it was just Actually, really, really a powerful reminder um, to I'd bring the to up, it... up, 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 uh, unconscious to like to make it conscious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd love to just ground this for, for your listeners. Um, and, I'll, and I'll say also that I, I gave my first ever live talk two weeks ago with a mm. microphone in front of an audience. It's never something I've done, something I've always shied away from. And I was in honestly a state of pure channeling the whole talk. It was so beautiful. And it's, it's up on my Instagram if anyone wants to go see it. But the premise of the talk was that I was to speak about like basically how do we get to this future that we all want to live in? And what I came to was it's about allowing ourselves to come back into resonance again and again and again and again and again. And that resonance is only something that happens by way of our bodies and by way of how our bodies are in relation to the spaces that we are in with the people, the birds, the trees, the wind, like resonance is a felt thing. And it is only by being in resonance with one another that we can choose the course for the collective that's actually in alignment with harmony and being in resonance in your own self, where you have the clarity to know what's true for you and to act upon it. And so there's many ways to come into resonance. But I think, uh, you know, doing the subconscious work or whatever, but to to come back into your heartbeat, Mm. to actually listen to the drumming, or to participate in the drumming and the dancing and the singing and the breathing and the ritual trance s- states of resonance that, that we don't have to play into the loops of, of psychologizing all of these things and healing and fixing. and da, 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 da. Just can you come back into resonance right here right now again and again mm. and again and again, and again, and again. And I believe that that is our true work. And dinners with friends is an amazing way to be in group resonance, especially if, if you or if someone in that space has the courage to pause before eating or after eating or whatever it is. Having the courage to bring pause into spaces invites re- deeper levels of resonance, and again, because our bodies are so wise in ways that we will never be able to wrap our minds around, if we can just trust in the power of letting ourselves sink into deeper resonance, so much transformation, so much healing, so much uh, alignment among all of these moving parts that seem so polarized but actually want the same things, it's, it's by way of resonance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm resonating with that. Yeah. um, I think you're the perfect, you're literally, I think you're really the perfect person to ask this uh, and to go there. Um, I'm speaking to more and more um, women who feel incredibly disconnected from resonance, I would say. Um, Uh Yeah. Yeah. Due to, yeah, different factors and reasons um, and stories, and so yeah, I think I think you're you're a very good person to talk to about this. Um, how be, and I also think yeah, you're emanating quite an embodied, um, feminine, um, yeah, being of of yeah uh, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um how this is really yeah I would really I, I'm just I'm I'm bringing those people to mind um how can how what would you say um can be helpful to to connect to this um also like feminine resonance and and embodied um ability to feel and to connect to what is that intuition and
0: source? The first word that I want to say is listening. But the actual how comes down to making space to be with yourself. For me personally, nothing has been as helpful as just being with myself and a bottle of coconut oil and maybe out in nature, whatever it is, but just there's so much noise and so much of this noise benefits from you being disempowered. And so you have to go within to remember what it is that what even is your power what does it feel like have you ever felt your power in your body have you felt the full capacity of your pleasure of your love you can actually have orgasms in your heart like just to say like there's so much that our sensuous animate feeling fleshy earthy bodies are capable of and the systems at play benefit from us not being connected to that so one of the first if you care about changing the world and activism at any level i believe the best place to start is like oh my god play music that you love light a candle and touch your own body for everyone this goes for 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 anyone of anybody at all there is just so much to be explored and healed and you, you know something that comes up for a lot of people especially people who have not done this and are now 30 40 50 60 70 years old and have rarely ever taken the pause to be with themselves maybe they've been lucky to have a partner who will touch them in ways that they like to be touched, but they don't do that for themselves and so when these people have that first experience, oftentimes a lot of emotions come up. This isn't just like, you know, Ooh, can I be in some like third eye crown chakra open like spiritual experience? It's like, no, actually just just to be with like, wow, maybe I've never shown up for myself in this way because I, I didn't know. I didn't know. No one showed me. I didn't know how to listen to my body. I didn't know what it wanted. I didn't know how to give it what it needed, right? So there's there's a lot to break through and to feel through and to tenderly and compassionately love yourself through. But it's a practice, and so I recommend I for all of my clients. I do sex, love, and relationship coaching. I call it holistic love coaching. But I really work with particularly women and particularly reconnecting them to their embodied power by way of self-love sexuality and spirituality and so for all of my clients but just for anybody at all i recommend making space at least once a week for at least 30 minutes to just be with yourself with no with no goal with no agenda like part of why I, i call myself a radical romantic And part of why I do this is I believe your entire life is your love life. And I believe that God is the beloved and I am the beloved. And this whole thing is just this like gorgeous love story, dance, erotic play, lighthearted, just it's very tantric approach to things. But I think that when we come into our own bodies and we're alone with ourselves and we sit with the truth of our hearts and we sit with all of the grief we never felt and all of the pleasure we never let ourselves have. And all of the joy that we have had. And we just can be with all that is. There is such a quality of love and truth and silence and stillness and orgasmic ecstasy and everything in between that can come from that. And I believe it's that that we are all so thirsty for that we are running around trying to fill that in any number of addictions and distractions and relationships. And I think that if every person first and foremost has a really fulfilling and nourishing and compassionate, alivening relationship with their body, their sexuality, their heart, their truth, their soul, then, and really only then, can your relationships, your work, Your life all of these things be really held on truly solid foundation and the beauty is it's actually as simple as a candle a jar of coconut oil and 30 minutes as often as you can bring that into your life it's really not it's it's what is it it's not easy but it's simple Mm. it's, it's how that goes um and just you know to just one final note about that if you do do this practice always coming back to love coming back to your actual sensations coming back to just what do things feel like being in the curiosity being in the play being in the innocence of your eros um that is what makes it really 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 powerful and really healing um but yeah, oh my gosh! In the world that I want to live in, every person has a beautiful practice of connecting to their own body. First and foremost, mm. yeah,
1: beautiful, yeah, very beautiful. Mm, yeah, I, <sighs> uh, I, mm, I wish that too so much. Um, speaking speaking from so now uh, channeling a little bit into my masculine oh god there's not there's also nothing more attractive god damn like a woman who is in that energy oof a <laughs> cup of tea completely um right Power. no words needed nothing it's just like emanating and you're just like it's so and this this is why like ah uh, yeah that's and yeah this is us having a conversation so I'm referring to my experience I want I want that I want that that's what what you yes, said to what you said. I want that in a woman I want to facilitate that so that she can go into this space, oh my god like whatever that you know, and I know that this is all like an individual process for each one of us. Um, yeah. But in partnership then, um, if I can support, if I can facilitate this, oh, beautiful. Because I want that, I want that so much. Um, because then it again helps me to really, um, I'm learning so much about that as well. It was. It reminds me of my first couple of acting classes years back when I saw people move their bodies to the music in a way, no filter. They were just like channeling that and seeing that is something where that whole sort of like, it's just pure experience in that moment and it's so beautiful and it makes you say, I want what they have. Um, And there's, there's none of that sort of... Because for me, it was like this th- third eye thing, like third angle. Like I'm seeing myself and judging myself, like how do I move? Is, does that look good? Is Am I doing the that right doesn't... thing? Um, but then I just realized, no, what I want is actually b- to be as free as those individuals are. This is unbelievably inspiring. To, so what I'm getting at is also to see people in their power like this is so is so powerful as well um, to have like, yeah, to have people who can guide you. And this is also why I want a little bit, I don't know what the, what the English saying is in German. We said we break a stick or something for someone, meaning that I want to break, like, I want to, I want to put out that people should get help in that space or like assistance or like um, guidance and go to people like yourself and go to, I don't know, facilitation, spaces where i don't know this is just the pure intention of creating this sort of safe safe space because yes if you're completely inexperienced and completely disconnected from that i mean like yeah okay then you have your cacao and your and your 30 minutes and you're like oh damn like i haven't connected to myself in years i don't even know what i should do
0: right and a lot of people really need also to to balance that with the you need to tell your story you do need to be heard and seen and and felt in your story and and to feel through those pieces and having containers mm-hmm. that can hold all of it they can hold your shame can hold your guilt your grief your all of your ugly bits all of that and give you more tools more permission more space more invitation into your own self that i I actually don't believe that people are disconnected. Okay. I don't think that's possible. And I think that there's there's the, the the illusion of it, which we can which seems real, but usually when I slow people down to their heartbeat or to their womb space or to whatever it is. Like, because we are in the eternal now where everything is always, when they come back into that, it's like, oh, right. I didn't go anywhere. I haven't nothing. Like, I'm here. I'm here. And there are little reminders. And I think one of the great things when you're on that dance floor and you see people moving in these ways and if you can do two things, one... Allow everyone's shine to be a permission. Like at any level, dancing or career-wise or otherwise, like whenever you see someone out there just getting it, whoo! Permission rather than threat. That shift massive. And the other being something that I, I, I think about and I work with a lot is this object versus subject a lot of us have been taught and actually enjoy to some degree objectifying ourselves there's there's like a there's like a type of feedback that we get from that that nourishes kind of a false part of ourselves but it nourishes nonetheless a part of ourselves that we keep there and so when you're on the dance floor and you're like how do i look am i moving good or whatever to shift from being the object into being the subject. I am here. Like, what does it feel like in my body? Where are the edges? How can I explore? What does that edge actually feel like? And let yourself, again, be in the driver's seat. Like, be in the delight of your experience. Not for anyone else's, like, what shape is my body making? But like, ah, actually, the more I can enjoy, that's the true gift that i'm offering to the body not being aesthetically pleasing shape or whatever mm. um, but i really like that like how can i resubjectify myself call back that power from the eyes of others into the actual phenomenological sensations in your own soma you know
1: i mean i yeah, i agree 100 percent. I, I just by being exposed to enough workshops and dances and ecstatic dances and acting uh, stuff and what whatnot, I, I I went through it myself so I have like points of reference uh where I feel like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh Sophie's right. Yep. Um <laughs> it, it is that. Um and I also the, the threshold is getting way m- smaller, like I'm I maybe need a I don't know, a couple of moments into any event or any into any workshop and then I can basically tune into that and I just know myself and I know like the kind of narratives that I ha- quickly need to go through to let go of that, to then like just be present. Um, yes. But I'm telling you, um, so this was, uh, yeah, last week um, I was um, doing a workshops around archetypes, a beautiful workshop, and there were a couple of men as well and not as many as women it was more more uh, female but there were a couple of men and i was one of them and you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe and this is why disconnection i don't know if yeah maybe it's not the right word um but how unfamiliar or something um in that case men were to their own sensuality and and um, at one point, we as men, had to dance for the women, and they were not allowed to affirm anything, so no facial expression of confirmation no it was just Corru- just w- pure watching okay and it was like us just moving ourselves h- however we wanted to to the music that was playing and in hindsight, we then like shared a little bit and the level of discomfort for those men was nearly unbearable. Like one or two nearly left the whole seminar after that experience because they just couldn't bear, bear like holding this. And uh, yeah, the facilitator did a great job in, in facilitating that and then moving through it and stuff. But I'm just saying, and also all women were like, oh my God, like it didn't look like you were having such a bad like or hard time. And I was like... Yeah, welcome. I mean, the armor that we put on, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, its yeah, it takes, like I can just say, yeah, it took 2023. The first kind of workshop I did was 2018. Yeah, and now I'm slowly sort of like feeling a little bit more comfortable. But, oh my God, it's such a, it's a process. Yeah, it's really a process. And so, um, ah yeah it's it's beautiful, but I'm just yeah just I'm just saying like it's it's so hard for some people yeah.
0: yes yeah. there's there's so much in that little story that you just shared like so <laughs> much in there and i I would second that it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of time and experience and steps forward and steps back and steps forward and steps back like it takes. And it's nonlinear. So, for anyone out there who's like, oh, this all sounds really cool. And I want to do this and I want to live like that. And I want to be in my body and I want to be able to, you know, take off my mask and to be free, to be free. Like, recognizing, yeah, it takes time. And like, it's the eternal now. Every moment is your invitation to that. And uh, when I was living in Germany, I went to a lot of workshops as well. There's Germany is, yeah, there's a <laughs> lot going on in terms of this kind of work and some really like interesting cutting edge expressions of this work in particular I found in Berlin mm-hmm. around, um, I'm not even going to speak to some of it, but there was some, there's interesting <laughs> stuff going on. And I found myself in some really weird spaces where I also was like, I don't know if I should be here right now yeah i don't even i'll never tell some tiktok stories about some of the things that i experienced in those (laughs) spaces but just know like i know what you mean and there's there's a few things like one we have to be very careful oh my gosh to not create more ruptures in healing spaces that aren't Contained or whatever. It sounds like the facilitator of that did a really good job, but it just, I heard it, the reminder of all of the potential. Because especially in this world where like anyone can go online and get a degree or a certificate and like any kind of whatever, and then just like have a retreat and anyone can be a space holder and a whatever, it's like there is a deep discernment required to, to really know who to work with how to work with them and also but first and foremost beyond all of that that you recognize the power of your own consent and sovereignty that you can leave spaces anytime doesn't matter what money you put down you have to know that like you can excuse yourself from things and whatever oh but it is a fine line because when you're in that moment to make those choices you're like ah but is this my ego and am i running away from this da 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 and what I want to ground that all in is, like, the part of the reason I work so deeply with pleasure and with sexuality is because healing can be pleasurable. And I went through a really abusive route. I did not take that route. And the amount of work that I put for myself on the back end, thinking mm-hmm. that I could take the fast track, uh, unbelievable. And so to to just... Note that if you find yourself in spaces and in workshops and these kinds of things where like you're at your edge, like the nervous system needs to go at a pace that it can actually digest the experiences. And there are, there's just, yeah. It's hard to speak to how to navigate that, but just know that you have the power to. And you, yeah, you are your own caretaker first and foremost even an amazing shaman or an amazing space holder n- you know best for you and that's really what all this path is about is returning you to your core power your core listening and your intuition and so exercising it even if it it's a, uh, yeah just practicing it exercising it but l- allowing that is so important
1: yeah yeah Amen. Like, it's very important to say that. It's very important. I agree 100% like this space holding and stuff. Uh, also, virtually, I find very,
0: very hard. <clears throat>
1: yes. It's because it's, it's powerful. Myself. Yeah, because sometimes you, you, you cannot even, you don't have access to the person, like they're just <laughs> somewhere, I don't know. And like internal processes are like starting and I don't know, you're just across a screen. And so, yes, yes, yes. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Own sovereignty also... and don't also surrender to and give up anything like c- completely, I don't know, go out and like you are your own caretaker as well. And, and, and you are a sovereign being and you you should and have to step up for yourself in any sort of environment of that sort. I I completely agree, um, because yeah. it is, yeah. I mean, intention and impact. You know, the the intention might be coming from a loving loving place, but I don't know. There can be just simply inexperienced with some pre conditions of people. What they bring, trauma or something like that. You never know. And you have. This is. This is also why I'm incredibly hesitant to put myself even more out there when it comes to workshops or something like that because I see the responsibility that that comes with. And so um, very, very, yeah, cool that you bring that up.
0: And I'm I'm actually stepping more into that responsibility now because I've been through, first of all, I have an incredible mentor. I have really beautiful lineage and teachers and, and, and people that I've, feel very held accountable by and also like I really have experienced as a participant and and as a facilitator like what it feels like when a container is clean and Mm -hmm. held and properly integrated and properly facilitated and so because of that I'm like oh I can't sit on the sidelines like I really I really have a very powerful gift and I recognize how to how to wield my power And that's not to say that there aren't moments where your shit gets triggered or, or whatever, but a powerful facilitator can own that, recognize that, name that, hold that, and continue going. And others don't do that in, in such, in such a way. Um, But I was actually thinking it could be nice circling back. You shared about how now when you go into those workshops, you actually have like a little bit of like a, like a, self-talk you have to do to get yeah. into the space yeah. i have the same and i want to share mine and i'd yes. love if you share yours yeah <laughs> so and i actually did this even before this podcast i was like sitting out in the garden and i was thinking to myself like i'm going on a podcast right now like ah uh, and then i was like i've got it i have my little script and i and this is what i say to myself there is no one i need to be there's no one i need to be there's nothing i need to do there's nowhere where I need to be. I'm a freak. It's so simple, but just to give myself like, oh yeah, there's no role I have to play, there's no the right thing to do. I don't have to be anywhere else doing anything else. I'm freak. That's what I say, and it works so well. I do it all the time. What's yours?
1: Yeah, I I share it in in, in just a second. Um, Nothing to do, nowhere to go. It's funny that you said that because um, I I used to live and and spend a lot of time in a Zen Buddhist monastery as well. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. one of the core teachings of of that lineage was nothing to do, nowhere to go. So that was just coming up when you were sharing that. Um, Very beautiful. I, I really love that. Um for me do you know Michael Singer by any chance I do Yeah so he's I'm really resonating with his teachings um and that there's really no there is no separation like it's not like the spiritual life and experience starts somewhere and the human experience ends or something like that it's just like this is it <laughs> uh and every interaction e- Anything can be spiritual, you know? So, that being said, I just look at, in those moments, when entering an ecstatic dance or... Um, I could speak to, like, one event that I really like in Berlin. It's like a primal play party where you're just like, okay, yeah, you yeah, know. Okay, well... <laughs> 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 she would be like, oh, dude, that I went there and it was horrible. Um, no, but... What I what I what I say to myself and what I feel into is really what's going on. And what is going on is that we are on this tiny fucking like, minuscule pale blue dot in the middle of nowhere, spinning around in empty space. And I am incarnated in this sensory suit. Worrying about what, like, other sensory suits next to me might say about me or whatever. When and I, when I want to go down that rabbit hole, I know that they will say, "Oh, this is awesome! How this guy is just like freely expressing himself. This is fucking awesome! I want that." So that's actually what they want to say, or what they will say most likely. Um, but not even giving, not get, even getting into that. Just like I'm spinning through empty space this is awesome music. I'm going to move my my body to this. This is awesome. And 20. and yeah, like closing my eyes obviously helps, you know, just like to to be with myself. And then um, it takes me a couple of seconds. And then when I'm opening my eyes, I'm feeling like then I'm already in, then I'm already moving. And then it's already, then I'm already in a state of like, um, non-attachment to this, this, these things and it's flowing. Um, so, that's usually the kind of mantra I, (laughs) I engage in. (laughs) Yeah, just really, yeah. That's also why I love not, the, the pictures of NASA and like the, you know, web telescope and whatnot. When I'm just seeing that, I'm just like, oh my God, like, this is just, it's, oh it's so beautiful mm. <laughs> and when? i'm and i'm part of it and i can engage with it it's so awesome yeah mm. <laughs> um how how are we how are we looking uh on time for you do you like do you time
0: a... is infinite but my energy is nearing completion so i'd love to to find an organic way to yes wrap awesome. this up
1: Thank you so much for yeah sharing your truth there. Um, I think it's very important to um, have also healthy boundaries and stuff. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, I I want to ask like some quick questions towards the end. Um,
0: I'll try to give quick answers. Yes, I, t- I have the tendency to just like <laughs> speak from my heart. If you if you.
1: But if you want to do that, you, you do it. Um yeah, <laughs> I would I, I talking about worthiness and stuff, what are you proud of?
0: What am I proud of? Yes. Oh I am proud of my grace and boldness and devotion. I think all of those qualities have allowed me both spiritually and materially to live in my highest potential, whatever that means, and to um, really—I look at myself in the mirror often and I see a little girl, I see a young woman, I see a teenager, I see all of myself and I also see myself as an elder when I look in the mirror like I see like the full span of this human life just like folded into this body in this moment but you can kind of like unfold it and see it all and so when I think of what I'm proud of it's like I'm very proud of who I've been every step of the way um yeah and I'm proud of I'm proud of the people who i get to play with not just like my friends and community but i mean the we live in a really beautiful moment there are so many amazing innovators and thinkers and dreamers and weavers and healers and and activists and and leaders that are are actually demonstrating how to how to lead from the heart and how to um how to really do right by this world so i'm i'm also i'm proud of myself i'm proud of the role that i'm letting myself rise into on a greater scale in this world and i'm proud of who i get to play with and who's already paved the way Mm. yeah lots of pride
1: awesome great yeah i love that (laughs) yeah say that yeah say that yeah um and yeah I guess the last one I don't even want to make it a question I want to uh, just open up the space because I know that you are working your ass off with your with your newest business endeavor or like your offering and your course and I want to I just want to give you a space so sorry
0: it's changing shape actually so having some space to talk about it could be nice
1: Yes. I want to, I want to give, I want to open up that thing. Like what are what are you working on? What, what lights you up? What, what, what yeah. like all, you know? Yeah.
0: So I'm the heart of my work is my work with my one-on-one clients. And I, I love that so much. And um, I have an application form on my website for anyone that wants to read more about it or apply. You can always just send me an email or a direct message on any platform as well but the application's like the best way and that is like so much of what i love doing um because i i to to walk with people and to witness them (laughs) open blossom like flowers and just to like smell this like field of flowers that are shining that are people that i just like sat with during their 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 process to me that's like so amazing um and i spent the beginning of this year exploring a type of offering that i've received the intuitive call to decompose and so i decomposed that offering and it's no longer alive and i'm actually spending this moment i'm in a i'm in a really beautiful rebirth portal right now personally spiritually on a lot of levels i am in a huge rebirth portal and the dance of having a business that is run from my heart and my womb. And it's, it's not me, but it is me. It's very interesting to be going through this personal transformation while also incubating my business. So I'm spending a lot of time and energy and devotion right now, pulling through what the, the real truth of my next offering is. And I don't have anything to share on that in this moment. Um, but I recommend if any of your followers wanna be a part of that, follow me on on TikTok or Instagram or join my email list. Um, because I am working very hard to to create based on my past experiences of learning what works and what doesn't work, I'm really dedicated now to have a much higher impact and like to really to really facilitate the transformation that I know I'm I'm able to. Um And so that's, there's a lot coming on the horizon. And finally, I am working with a really cool team on a project that um, it's a retreat in September in Spain. And that's all I will say about it right now. Um, But on the team are some really, some elders, Mm -hmm. some really experienced practitioners Um, And so that's going to be really cool as well. So if you want to know more about that, also join my email list. That will be information on that will be shared. soon. yeah.
1: Awesome. I have (laughs) numerous people that I will um, forward your your profile and this conversation once it's out um, too, because I think it's absolutely incredibly valuable and important work. Um, I'm, you know, I had people on here uh, speaking about men's work. And I think that this is very important for us to get initiated for us men. Um, And likewise, I think it's absolutely beautiful and very vital and important to have people like you working with women and connecting them to their feminine. And I want to want to say that. And I want to thank you. And um yes, it's very it's very beautiful. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> 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 yes. Beautiful.
1: Alrighty, this is uh, fun. Yeah <laughs>